chapter eleven part one of glimpses of unfamiliar japan first series by lafcadio hearn this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter eleven notes on kitsuki section one kitsuki july twenty eighteen ninety one akira is no longer with me he has gone to kyoto the holy buddhist city to edit a buddhist magazine and i already feel without him like one who has lost his way despite his reiterated assurances that he could never be of much service to me in izumo as he knew nothing about shinto but for the time being i am to have plenty of company at kitsuki where i am spending the first part of the summer holidays for the little city is full of students and teachers who know me kitsuki is not only the holiest place in the san indo it is also the most fashionable bathing resort the beach at inasa bay is one of the best in all japan the beach hotels are spacious airy and comfortable and the bathing houses with hot and cold fresh-water baths in which to wash off the brine after a swim are simply faultless and in fair weather the scenery is delightful as you look out over the summer space of sea closing the bay on the right there reaches out from the hills overshadowing the town a mighty rugged pine-clad spur the kitsuki promontory on the left a low long range of mountains serrate the horizon beyond the shore sweep with one huge vapory shape towering blue into the blue sky behind them the truncated silhouette of sambeyama before you the japanese sea touches the sky and there upon still clear nights there appears a horizon of fire the torches of hosts of fishing boats riding at anchor three and four miles away so numerous that their lights seem to the naked eye a band of unbroken flame the guji has invited me and one of my friends to see a great harvest dance at his residence on the evening of the festival of tenjin this dance honen odori is peculiar to izumo and the opportunity to witness it in this city is a rare one as it is going to be performed only by order of the guji the robust pontiff himself loves the sea quite as much as anyone in kitsuki yet he never enters a beach hotel much less a public bathing-house for his use alone a special bathing-house has been built upon a ledge of the cliff overhanging the little settlement of inasa it is approached by a narrow pathway shadowed by pine trees and there is a torii before it and shimenawa to this little house the guji ascends daily during the bathing season accompanied by a single attendant who prepares his bathing dresses and spreads the clean mats upon which he rests after returning from the sea the guji always bathes robed no one but himself and his servant ever approaches the little house which commands a charming view of the bay public reverence for the pontiff's person has made even his resting place holy ground as for the country folk they still worship him with hearts and bodies they have ceased to believe as they did in former times that any one upon whom the kokuzo fixes his eye at once becomes unable to speak or move but when he passes among them through the temple court they still prostrate themselves along his way as before the ikigami kitsuki july twenty third always through the memory of my first day at kitsuki there will pass the beautiful white apparition of the miko with her perfect passionless face 
and strange gracious soundless tread as of a ghost her name signifies the pet or the darling of the gods miko the kind guji at my earnest request procured me or rather had taken for me a photograph of the miko in the attitude of her dance upholding the mystic suzu and wearing over her crimson hakama the snowy priestess robe descending to her feet and the learned priest sasa told me these things concerning the pet of the gods and the miko kagura which is the name of her sacred dance contrary to the custom at the other great shinto temples of japan such as ise the office of miko at kidski has always been hereditary formerly there were in kidski more than thirty families whose daughters served the ooyashiro as miko to-day there are but two and the number of virgin priestesses do not exceed six the one whose portrait i obtained being the chief at ise and elsewhere the daughter of any shinto priest may become a miko but she cannot serve in that capacity after becoming nubile so that except in kidski the miko of all the greater temples are children from ten to twelve years of age but at the kidski oyashiro the maiden priestesses are beautiful girls of between sixteen and nineteen years of age and sometimes a favorite miko is allowed to continue to serve the gods even after having been married the sacred dance is not difficult to learn the mother or sister teaches it to the child destined to serve in the temple the miko lives at home and visits the temple only upon festival days to perform her duties she is not placed under any severe discipline or restrictions she takes no special vows she risks no dreadful penalties for ceasing to remain a virgin but her position being one of high honor and a source of revenue to her family the ties which bind her to duty are scarcely less cogent than those vows taken by the priestesses of the antique occident like the priestesses of delphi the miko was in ancient times also a divineress a living oracle uttering the secrets of the future when possessed by the god whom she served at no temple does the miko now act as sibyl oracular priestess or divineress but there still exists a class of divining women who claim to hold communication with the dead and to foretell the future and who call themselves miko practicing their profession secretly for it has been prohibited by law in the various great shinto shrines of the empire the miko kagura is differently danced in kitsuki most ancient of all the dance is the most simple and the most primitive its purpose being to give pleasure to the gods religious conservatism has preserved its traditions and steps unchanged since the period of the beginning of the faith the origin of this dance is to be found in the kojiki legend of the dance of ame no zume no mikoto she by whose mirth and song the sun goddess was lured from the cavern into which she had retired and brought back to illuminate the world and the suzu the strange bronze instrument with its cluster of bells which the miko uses in her dance still preserves the form of that bamboo spray to which ame no uzume no mikoto fastened small bells with grass ere beginning her mirthful song section four behind the library in the rear of the great shrine there stands a more ancient structure which is still called the miko yashiki or dwelling place of the miko here in former times all the maiden priestesses were obliged to live under a somewhat stricter discipline than now by day they could go out where they pleased 
but they were under obligation to return at night to the yashiki before the gates of the court were closed for it was feared that the pets of the gods might so far forget themselves as to condescend to become the darlings of adventurous mortals nor was the fear at all unreasonable for it was the duty of a miko to be singularly innocent as well as beautiful and one of the most beautiful miko who belonged to the service of the oyashiro did actually so fall from grace giving to the japanese world a romance which you can buy in cheap printed form at any large bookstore in japan her name was okuni and she was the daughter of one nakamura mongoro of kitsuki where her descendants still live at the present day while serving as dancer in the great temple she fell in love with a ronin named nagoya sanza a desperate handsome vagabond with no fortune in the world but his sword and she left the temple secretly and fled away with her lover toward kyoto all this must have happened not less than three hundred years ago on their way to kyoto they met another ronin whose real name i have not been able to learn for a moment only this wave man figures in the story and immediately vanishes into the eternal night of death and all forgotten things it is simply recorded that he desired permission to travel with them that he became enamoured of the beautiful miko and excited the jealousy of her lover to such an extent that a desperate duel was the result in which sanza slew his rival thereafter the fugitives pursued their way to kyoto without other interruption whether the fair okuni had by this time found ample reason to regret the step she had taken we cannot know but from the story of her after life it would seem that the face of the handsome ronin who had perished through his passion for her became a haunting memory we next hear of her in a strange role at kyoto her lover appears to have been utterly destitute for in order to support him we find her giving exhibitions of the miko kagura in the shijo kawara which is the name given to a portion of the dry bed of the river kamagawa doubtless the same place in which the terrible executions by torture took place she must have been looked upon by the public of that day as an outcast but her extraordinary beauty seems to have attracted many spectators and to have proved more than successful as an exhibition sanza's purse became well filled yet the dance of okuni in the shijo kawara was nothing more than the same dance which the miko of kitsuki danced to-day in their crimson hakama and snowy robes a graceful gliding walk the pair next appear in tokyo or as it was then called edo as actors okuni indeed is universally credited by tradition with having established the modern japanese stage the first profane drama before her time only religious plays of buddhist authorship seems to have been known sanza himself became a popular and successful actor under his sweetheart's tuition he had many famous pupils among them the great saruwaka who subsequently founded a theatre in edo and the theatre called after him saruwakaza in the street saruwakacho remains even unto this day but since the time of okuni women have been at least until very recently excluded from the japanese stage their parts as among the old greeks being taken by men or boys so effeminate in appearance and so skilful in acting that the keenest observer could never detect their sex nagoya sanza died many years before his companion 
Okuni then returned to her native place, to ancient Kitsuki, where she cut off her beautiful hair and became a Buddhist nun. She was learned for her century and especially skillful in that art of poetry called Renga, and this art she continued to teach until her death. With the small fortune she had earned as an actress, she built in Kitsuki the little Buddhist temple called Rengaji, in the very heart of the quaint town, so called because there she taught the art of Renga now the reason she built the temple was that she might therein always pray for the soul of the man whom the sight of her beauty had ruined and whose smile perhaps had stirred something within her heart whereof sanza never knew her family enjoyed certain privileges for several centuries because she had founded the whole art of the japanese stage and until so recently as the restoration the chief of the descendants of nakamura mongoro was always entitled to a share in the profits of the Kitsuki theatre, and enjoyed the title of Zamoto. The family is now, however, very poor. I went to see the little temple of Rengaji, and found that it had disappeared, until within a few years it used to stand at the foot of the great flight of stone steps leading to the second Kwanondera, the most imposing temple of Kwanon in Kitsuki. Nothing now remains of the Rengaji, but a broken statue of Jiso, before which the people still pray. The former court of the little temple has been turned into a vegetable garden, and the material of the ancient building utilized, irreverently enough, for the construction of some petty cottages now occupying its site. A peasant told me that the kakemono and other sacred objects had been given to the neighboring temple where they might be seen. Section 5 not far from the site of the rengaji in the grounds of the great hakaba of the kwanondera there stands a most curious pine the trunk of the tree is supported not on the ground but upon four colossal roots which lift it up at such an angle that it looks like a thing walking upon four legs trees of singular shape are often considered to be the dwelling places of kami and the pine in question affords an example of this belief a fence has been built around it, and a small shrine placed before it, prefaced by several small torii, and many poor people may be seen at almost any hour of the day, praying to the kami of the place. Before the little shrine, I notice, beside the usual kitsuki ex voto of seaweed, several little effigies of horses made of straw. Why these offerings of horses of straw? It appears that the shrine is dedicated to koshin, the lord of roads and those who are anxious about the health of their horses pray to the road god to preserve their animals from sickness and death at the same time bringing these straw effigies in token of their desire but this role of veterinarian is not commonly attributed to koshin and it appears that something in the fantastic form of the tree suggested the idea section six kitsuki july twenty fourth within the first court of the ooyashiro and to the left of the chief gate stands a small timber structure ashen colored with age shaped like a common mia or shrine to the wooden gratings of its closed doors are knotted many of those white papers upon which are usually written vows or prayers to the gods but on peering through the grating one sees no shinto symbols in the dimness within it is a stable and there in the central stall is a superb horse looking at you japanese horseshoes of straw are suspended to the wall behind him he does not move 
he is made of bronze upon inquiring of the learned priest sasa the story of this horse i was told the following curious things on the eleventh day of the seventh month by the ancient calendar note fourteenth of august end of note falls the strange festival called minige or the body escaping upon that day tis said that the great deity of kitsuki leaves his shrine to pass through all the streets of the city and along the seashore after which he enters into the house of the kokuzo wherefore upon that day the kokuzo was always wont to leave his house and at the present time though he does not actually abandon his home he and his family retire into certain apartments so as to leave the larger part of the dwelling free for the use of the god this retreat of the kokuzo is still called the minige now while the great deity o kuni nushi no kami is passing through the streets he is followed by the highest shinto priest of the shrine this kannushi having been formerly called pekua the word pekua means special or sacred fire and the chief kannushi was so called because for a week before the festival he had been nourished only with special food cooked with a sacred fire so that he might be pure in the presence of the god and the office of pekua was hereditary and the appellation at last became a family name but he who performs the rite to-day is no longer called pekua now while performing his function if the pekua met any one upon the street he ordered him to stand aside with the words dog give way and the common people believe and still believe that anybody thus spoken to by the officiating kanushi would be changed into a dog so on that day of the minige nobody used to go out into the streets after a certain hour and even now very few of the people of the little city leave their homes during the festival note in the pretty little seaside hotel in abaya where i lived during my stay in kitsuki the kind old hostess begged her guests with almost tearful earnestness not to leave her house during the minige End of note and having followed the deity through all the city the pekwa used to perform between two and three o'clock in the darkness of the morning some secret rite by the seaside i am told this rite is still annually performed at the same hour but except to the pekwa himself no man might be present and it was believed and is still believed by the common people that were any man by mischance to see the rite he would instantly fall dead or become transformed into an animal so sacred was the secret of that rite that the bekwa could not even utter it until after he was dead to his successor in office therefore when he died the body was laid upon the matting of a certain inner chamber of the temple and the son was left alone with the corpse after all the doors had been carefully closed then at a certain hour of the night the soul returned into the body of the dead priest and he lifted himself up and whispered the awful secret into the ear of his son and fell back dead again but what you may ask has all this to do with the horse of bronze only this upon the festival of the minige the great deity of kitsuki rides through the streets of his city upon the horse of bronze section seven the horse of bronze however is far from being the only statue in izumo which is believed to run about occasionally at night 
at least a score of other artistic things are or have been credited with similar ghastly inclinations the great carven dragon which writhes above the entrance of the kitski hayden used i am told to crawl about the roofs at night until a carpenter was summoned to cut its wooden throat with a chisel after which it ceased its perambulations you can see for yourself the mark of the chisel on its throat at the splendid shinto temple of kasuga in matsue there are two pretty life-size bronze deer stag and doe the heads of which seem to me to have been separately cast and subsequently riveted very deftly to the bodies nevertheless i have been assured by some good country folk that each figure was originally a single casting but that it was afterwards found necessary to cut off the heads of the deer to make them keep quiet at night but the most unpleasant customer of all this uncanny fraternity to have encountered after dark was certainly the monster tortoise of geshoji temple in matsue where the tombs of the matsudairas are this stone colossus is almost seventeen feet in length and lifts its head six feet from the ground on its now broken back stands a prodigious cubic monolith about nine feet high bearing a half obliterated inscription fancy as isomo folks did this mortuary incubus staggering abroad at midnight and its hideous attempts to swim in the neighbouring lotus pond well the legend runs that its neck had to be broken in consequence of this awful misbehaviour but really the thing looks as if it could only have been broken by an earthquake section eight kitsuki july twenty fifth at the oyashiro it is the annual festival of the god of scholarship the god of calligraphy tenjin here in kitsuki the festival of the divine scribe the tenjin matsuri is still observed according to the beautiful old custom which is being forgotten elsewhere long ranges of temporary booths have been erected within the outer court of the temple and in these are suspended hundreds of long white tablets bearing specimens of calligraphy every schoolboy in kitsuki has a sample of his best writing on exhibition the texts are written only in chinese characters not in hirakana or katakana and are mostly drawn from the works of confucius or mencius to me this display of ideographs seems a marvellous thing of beauty almost a miracle indeed since it is all the work of very very young boys rightly enough the word to write kaku in japanese signifies also to paint in the best artistic sense i once had an opportunity of studying the result of an attempt to teach english children the art of writing japanese these children were instructed by a japanese writing master they sat upon the same bench with japanese pupils of their own age beginners likewise but they could never learn like the japanese children the ancestral tendencies within them rendered vain the efforts of the instructor to teach them the secret of a shapely stroke with the brush it is not the japanese boy alone who writes the fingers of the dead move his brush guide his strokes beautiful however as this writing seems to me it is far from winning the commendation of my japanese companion himself a much experienced teacher the greater part of this work he declares is very bad while i am still bewildered by this sweeping criticism he points out to me one tablet inscribed with rather small characters adding only that is tolerably good why i venture to observe that one would seem to have cost much less trouble 
the characters are so small oh the size of the characters has nothing to do with the matter interrupts the master it is a question of form then i cannot understand what you call very bad seems to me exquisitely beautiful of course you cannot understand the critic replies it would take you many years of study to understand and even then and even then well even then you could only partly understand thereafter i hold my peace on the topic of calligraphy end of chapter eleven part one